Hello and welcome to the Healthy Entrepreneur Club podcast. A healthy entrepreneur is someone who achieves business success whilst prioritising their physical and mental well-being. In other words, they understand the healthy hustle. They possess the ability to effectively manage their business operations, make strategic decisions and nurture their personal health and brand for sustainable growth and long-term success. Today I want to talk about why it's important to become the one that people buy from. I think it's a really interesting topic because a lot of people are talking at the moment about why it's important to be the one that people are known for or think of you for. But how do you become the one that people buy from? The real interesting part here for me is that the significance of is the significance of understanding your target audience. So for example, you'll only grow if you can fail but learn fast and start serving that audience to define your offer as quickly as possible. I don't think it's necessarily super important to go in with an offer that people are going to buy from straight away, the perfect offer. I think you can get wrapped up in that really quickly. Or if you already have a business, constantly trying to change your offer without having that signal, that market signal is really dangerous. The best thing you can do is to just start serving your audience. And by doing that, you start to understand all of their issues and you're able to then define your offers around what's going on and give them the solution they were looking for rather than the solution that you wanted to give them because perhaps you thought that's the only skill you had. So to identify your ideal client, you can look at other businesses, for example, as what a lot of people do, and you can see what they're doing that you could be doing similarly. Then you look at your own skills. So you can look at other businesses see what they're doing. You can look at the messaging they're using. You could even look at the marketing they're using or perhaps look at the, 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 the person who has authority of the business, the leader. It's really important not to copy because why would you copy? If you copy, you'll always be on the back foot. Never a good idea to copy. The other thing you don't want to do is, is go too close to what they're doing because you could become a direct competitor, which is not a bad thing, but you might just make yourself into a commodity. You need to become your own person. You want to be the person that people buy from. And we do that by looking at a number of ways, which we'll go into in a moment. But really here, what is really important to look at is understanding your ikigai. I think we've touched on this before, but effectively what we're saying here is that your ideal clients look to buy from, from businesses that have a true meaning, a true purpose. And your ikigai is what we can use to develop your ideal customer. So we look at what we're good at or what's the offer. What do we love or how can we stay passionate about what we do? What does the world need? Effectively, what can we serve? And what can we be paid for? So where is their value? If you can get all four of those things, you'll never look at other people and think, oh, they're doing something better than me. You'll have the right idea, the right direction. So then the next thing we need is empathy. Okay, it's super important to have empathy with our customers' needs. So we serve the customer and meet them at their level instead of putting something in front of them that they should just buy. Right? You need to start building the trust. Really, really important to start building the trust up. And we do that by empathising with them on what their actual issues are. Not enough businesses do this. They just go really hard on the marketing and they wonder why people might come to them and their retention level becomes so poor because they never built trust. They never built that level of understanding that you're actually trying to solve their problem. You're actually trying to serve someone. It's a big, big difference. And so we touched on trust. Well, the trust element in a business is massive. So from the start, 
we start looking at no like trust it's part of how we build up a personal brand but then you look at the role of trust in the business relationships and it becomes more than that it's more than no like trust it's trust in terms of do i think that you are the person that can solve my issue we know that the that the the perception of failure is one of the key things that makes you all buy or not buy, right? Perception of failure. So do I think that you're gonna actually be able to achieve what you're saying you are? Maybe everything you've shown me is really good, but do I believe in you? Do I trust you? So how do we build trust? Well, we show transparency and we show authenticity. Really, really big thing on the moment, at the moment going on in terms of you know content going out there. A lot of people making content in business and in also just content creators, they're just trying to do something that makes them get more likes, more attention. I don't think it would necessarily work to some extent, perhaps, but we want to show transparency. We want to show authenticity. What's really important is that we try to show that we are being relatable before we become aspirational. So you see a lot of people, there's a really good example is just in personal trainers. They'll get absolutely shredded and then they'll start saying, if you want to look like me, come here. And yeah, that does work for some people, but someone who's an absolute beginner it's probably not going to go to someone who's absolutely shredded. Because it's not relatable. Yes, it's aspirational. It's not relatable. They want to see someone who's shown that journey. They want to see someone who's just about getting fit. We often like to buy from someone who's one or two steps ahead of us, not 10 steps ahead of us. Can you show that level of transparency that we want to buy from? And then we start thinking about delivering value and the consistency part. So it's all well and good being someone who can actually deliver something once, but can you deliver something again and again? Can you get someone to keep coming back? Because only when they start coming back and start seeing real true value and results, do you start to get onto the bottom rung of that ladder of being the purple, the person, not the purple, the person people choose to buy from in business again and again. And that's what we want. We want that flywheel effect of people coming back to us, people talking about us. You don't want that feast and famine business where people are just going, I bought from them once, move on. They weren't that good or I don't need that service again. There is a flywheel effect that we can create and we should create. The first step here is with personal branding. And what we talk about in our business is the three V's, voice, visibility, and value. This is what I genuinely believe is the crux of good business in 2023 and in 2024. The three V's, voice, visibility, and value. Because personal branding has become such a big thing you know, I've seen personal branding that is just, you know, content being done for you. I've seen personal branding, which is just, you know, styling your wardrobe. There's so much to personal branding, but actually it's voice. What is your voice? Who are you? What are you talking about? What's your meaning? What are your three or four topics that you talk about and you are known for your authority? Visibility. So how do you actually get it out there? I don't believe there's a point in being on every single platform and in every single room. I think you're more powerful using that power index being in a, you know, a few places and coming across in the right light before expanding and trying to go to other places. That's both online and offline. And then that value part of your personal brand. People don't just follow someone in business for the sake of it. They're gonna give them value. And if you give them enough value, they'll want to buy from you. That's sort of human psychology. If you give them enough value, they'll want to buy from you. This is why people do things like podcasts, right? You don't necessarily get paid for podcasts. You don't necessarily get paid for writing newsletters. You're trying to give as much value as possible for people to then go, you know, that person is the right person for me when I get to the point that I could use that kind of service. So what's a really good way to start building a personal brand? Well, ultimately, if you look at, if you look at it online, 
as a starting point. I believe that personal branding comes from continuity. So does everything that looks uniform? Hasn't got to look perfect. In fact, actually a lot of the time, not looking perfect is good, but what about your brand colors? For example, is everything different? Does that actually make sense across platforms? Do you show a picture in different places which might be a different kind of person? You know, you see those, those grids of, this is what my picture would look like on Instagram, this is my picture on LinkedIn, this is my picture on Facebook, this is my picture on Tinder or whatever. It's always a different version of you. What do you look like across the platforms? Does it represent you? Does it represent your brand? If you've got a really fun creative agency and you're in a suit with, a, with a, you know, a, uh, an angry face, people are not gonna really understand that you're a creative person. So continuity is definitely part of it. Another part of it, part of it is just focusing on the, the three or four areas. Where do you come across as authority or authoritative? That's really important. A lot of people are getting good at that right now. The third thing is definitely storytelling. So I believe we're coming through or past the, the time when people actually want to be taught stuff online. I think it's more about storytelling, showing you know, what you've done, what's going on, talking about stories, relating things that are happening in your life to lessons that you've learned. I think that's where we're going. And but certainly people that we're speaking to now who are much bigger than us, that's certainly where they're, they're leaning towards. In the same way that we talked recently in the podcast about building a movement, certainly going towards that way, which is why we want to be on the forefront of doing that. LinkedIn is growing. I think it's the fastest growing social platform at the moment. It'll be the biggest one for creators in the next two years. You've got you know, movements being the thing you've got to be building right now. If you're not building a movement, you're going to be left for dead in the same way as personal branding. So... Who's a good example of a personal brand that I think um, we should be looking at? Well, one that comes to mind for me is Chris Williamson. So if you don't know Chris Williamson, he's got a podcast called The Modern Wisdom Podcast. And the reason I've pulled him out as a good example is because it'd be very easy to pull out someone like Richard Branson or Elon Musk, very big personal brands. But they had a business and they've had a lot of money behind it. They had the business first and therefore it's a bit, it's almost like a cheat, isn't it? Chris Williamson has started with a podcast only. I mean, it's really hard to even see how he makes money. Obviously, he makes money from podcasts. He's got his new, I think it's new tonics or he's got a new drink out. I don't know the name. But the point is that his personal brand has got him everything. He's been consistent for years and years and years, running his show, posting online, and it's grown his personal brand into a business. It's a really good person to look at because he didn't have a a, a different way of doing it, i.e., a business, putting money into it, you know, um, even a specific topic. If you haven't got a specific topic that you want to run with, there's a way to build a personal brand which is just around you, around becoming a mind that people want to listen to, a leader people are interested in. Don't always worry about growing that, that business authority. I think you can grow it in a way where you become a voice and you can have business off the back of that, not necessarily specifically for one thing. That's my belief. That's what we have been doing and we found success from doing. Just known for being you. So the next step here, or the next thing I wanted to touch on, is the importance of providing that value. So we've spoken about voice, visibility, where we can, which platforms to use. The value, I think, is really important. And the way that we talk about it is pretty, pretty common, right? So go above and beyond for your customers. The difference is that we do it in a way of answering their next question. So the way that we've set ourselves up, so we can only speak from ourselves, the people that we've spoken to and people we've had on the podcast and we talk to them off, off air, how they set their businesses up, it's usually around the idea of going above and beyond, of course. 
but answering that next question. So what is your client going to say when you get them from A to B? Because you don't want to just leave and say, thanks for that. I got the result. You said brilliant. Obviously, we want them to get the result, but you want to help them answer the next question. That helps from every single step or phase of the business. So if you're looking at someone, you can't land a client. Maybe it's because you don't believe that you're going to, they don't believe you're going to get them to the said result that you mentioned. Well, if you say that, by the way, my next program or my next product solves the issue of B or C even, then they believe that you're going to get them to B because you must have done it before or you must know exactly what pattern or, or roadmap to take because you're already planning for, for step C or, or the answer to their question. I think that's really, really important to think about. So one of the best ways that we found to do this is just be, be there for them. So again, empathy, speak to their pains. So if someone for us, for example, uh, has an issue, you know, whether it's in the marketing of their business, whether it's in the, the personal branding, whether it's in gen general health and well-being, or even a, a pain of them not wanting, to, not wanting to buy from us, we will speak to their pains almost the next day in our content. And our content, especially on Instagram, really tries to solve a lot of issues for health, well-being, and sustainability brands and entrepreneurs. Because if we can solve enough of their issues online, when we start talking to them in person, you've already got them from A to B, so now we can get them from B to C. We solve their pains, we speak to their pains. We're not trying to sell them anything. We're just trying to solve their pains. Even when we talk to them on like a strategy day or, or a, just a normal you know, um, Q1, Q2 call, we're trying to look at their pains and trying to solve them then and there. Act like they're already your client. Don't try and sell them straight away. I think that's the way business is changing. That's certainly where I've seen business changing. Where if you just give more and more value, and I know it's hard and it's sometimes difficult and scary in that respect. Alex Ramosi said it best, didn't he? He said, give them, the, uh, give them the knowledge and then own the strategy. Or own the implementation, actually, wasn't it? I think it was own the implementation. Even better, right? Just an incredible way of doing business. And so the best example I could think of for this one was Disney. So, you know, a business that excels in providing exceptional value. I haven't been to Disney in America for a long time, over 10 years, but we've studied them both in my business and in, uh, in, my, in the business I used to work for. Even in my master's degree, we looked at Disney. This is a fantastic business. If you haven't read the book uh, by their CEO, their, their current CEO, actually, he went and came back, Bob Iger, um, I can't remember what the book's called, but it's a very good book when you look at Disney as a business. And the reason I brought them up here is because Disney give a ton of value for free that you don't even notice, but it envelops your experience. So from their buses, right? They have buses that go all over the parks. They have a, the, the airport in Orlando, for example, has buses that take you straight to your Disney hotels, your Disney parks. They give you different bags that help you carry your stuff for the day and it's all branded up and it's thought about, right? They've got ones that have sizes for kids ones that have sizes for you know whatever different sizes size bags not, not a massive deal but all these small things adding value add up to a better experience that then means that you like it even more even to the fact that if you look at disney they have their um, obviously there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes at disney a lot of stuff warehouses full of stuff massive car parks for their staff massive buildings and they've developed a, a, a paint called, I think it's called Disney Sky Blue. And if you look in some of the pictures of Disney, so the castle, for example, or next time, if you go there, for example, look around, there'll be, biz, there'll be businesses, buildings 
in the background that are painted the exact same colour as the Florida sky. And you won't even see them. But if you look carefully, you'll see them. They have another one, I think, which is something like Orlando Green. It's green buildings that blend into if there's trees behind. You won't notice them. Little things like that. There's not necessarily value for you, but it's value for the experience. If there's a massive car park or massive building next door, you wouldn't be as you know, enveloped in the experience of being in a magical place. Or your kids wouldn't, maybe. It's those kind of little valuable things we can do to make the customer journey better. And the more of those things we can piece together, the more we become the person people choose to buy from. Because in their minds, there's not even a competition. You are no longer commoditized. You are the person to go for. Your business is the, per- the, the business to go for. Really important to take those actionable steps that we to- spoke about. Going through and looking at building trust, looking at credibility, allowing our, our audience to transparently see what we're doing and understand us. Building that relatability, understanding our target audience, connecting with these ideal customers, empathizing with those clients and really providing as much value as we can the whole way through the customer journey, especially with the user experience. So nothing becomes a blocker for them to want to buy again. And that's how we stand out with the personal branding as well. We stand out to become someone that people buy from. Someone that we can't be competed against, competed with, because we're the ones people want to go to. There's more than personal brand. It's those three. It's the voice, visibility, value. I hope this is an interesting episode. I hope you learned something. Um, Plenty more to come. There's some really cool topics coming up soon. We've got some amazing guests recording at the end of uh, November. Some really, really cool guys. So definitely tune in for that. And I'll catch you in the next one.